This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. live on Joy 94.9 Saturday afternoon from noon via the live stream at joy.org.au forward slash listen live or tune your wireless in Melbourne to 94.9 FM. Joy 94.9 One, two, three, four. Use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, nail it, create it, change it, point it, turn it, press it, snap it, work it, click it, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, click it, write it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip it, zip it, lock it, fill it, call it, find it, view it, code it, jam it, lock it, surf it, scroll it, pause it, click it, cross it, crack it, switch it, date it, name it, read it. Good afternoon, this is Technogaze here on Joy 94.9, the show where we gaze into the world of consumer electronics. Gadgets and technology. My name is Mark, and with me in the studio is Jason. Oh my God! I get to go second. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a bit of an overreaction. We're boffin central as well, aren't we? We love to. So be. I heard. Yeah. We are the boffins of Joy ninety four point nine. There are maybe a couple other shows that could potentially be nipping at our heels in that respect, but we are the boffins. Don't I don't know. I, there's, there's something about there's something about using the word "boff" to describe techno games. <laughs> we also have Michael. Michael, say yes. hello. Hello. And I'm pushing buttons again. Michael's oh. pushing. Buttons. Michael's pushing everyone's buttons. <laughs> no, Mark. <laughs> don't say it. Um, have we got any jokes? For- <laughs> no, we shouldn't go there. Uh, also in the studio is Rainer. Hello, Rainer. Howdy. How are we today? Uh Sleepy, but pretty oh. good. Pretty oh. good. It's been a long week. That's true. I am very sleepy as and well. And it's so foggy still here in uh, in beautiful mid city Melbourne. Yes, that's, that's possibly just pollution. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I don't um, know. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not from here. I don't know how polluted the city gets anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, so, what have we got up for the show today? Of course, where we talk about technology, gadgets, and consumer electronics, we are. What was, let me just swap over to that tab. This is, this is us all opening the run sheet at <laughs> once. Well, mm, let, let's stall a minute while our computers catch up with us. Internet, We're talking about internet freedom oppression. We are. Right. Um, with further chewing activity by the Russian government in Russia and also over to Ukraine as well, which is a bit scary. Which is which is basically now Russia, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's topical. <laughs> um, movement in the Australian business space. Uh, Telstra uh, announced big plans to buy a US company mm. uh, for two hundred and seventy million dollars. It's the reverse IT tech gobble. Yeah. <laughs> reverse gobble. Yeah. It's the regobble. <laughs> Sounds like a dance. It, it does actually. Um. And uh, and also uh, JB Hi-Fi blaming a certain US company for its lacklustre share performance. A certain fruit-themed company. Company. Yeah. Oh, that damn BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> why aren't they selling well? Oh, gosh, oh. I can't think why. Actually, what we should do is put up the uh, photo of the new BlackBerry 
telephone, smartphone, whatever you want to call it, on our Facebook page mm. because it's amazing. Really? Oh. I think you need to be a giant to hold it. It looks very wide. Yeah, I but see. people have said that about like oversized Android phones for a while as well. You actually don't. <laughs> yeah, but this one looks huge. <laughs> well, we should get one in. <laughs> Can I just point out as well? Now I was I was watching a a, a, t- a new ABC TV show called Utopia during the week. Right. Um, Rob Sitch and the the Working Dog team. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, this background drum beat, they've stolen it. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? Do you, yeah, do, you, do, you, do you mean that we both got it from the same stock audio, audio library? Yes, <laughs> please. There was a, there was a, I, I used to get really annoyed, and I still do, every time a, an episode of a certain famous uh, UK science fiction show used a clap of thunder, it was the same clap of thunder every time. And <laughs> I would tweet about how much it annoyed me that it would be the same clap of thunder every time. And then the following year, they just stuck it in the opening credits, so as people's <laughs> names appeared, it's the same thunderclap every time. And I'm like, oh, thanks, the, the, the BBC is trolling me. <laughs> Oh, and that, that's where the drumbeat ends. Oh, Perfectly timed. Yeah. Just as I'm getting trolled. <laughs> but gender diversity in tech uh, rates are mentioned this week as well. So we'll be talking about a few um, companies who have talked or, or mm. released information about their diversity, as they, they often do around this time of year. Um, one, of course, of those companies is Apple, um, with hardly surprising it's a good thing. That, it's a good thing that we... Uh, we said Apple then and we disguised them as a certain US-based fruit company a minute ago. (laughs) The entire show is not about Apple. We try to avoid that. Some new tech uh, rates mentioned towards the end of the show. Uh, Some USB spec changes happening. Oh, Oh, boy. Finally, Oh, party. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to enjoy talking about that. I I actually just sort of just went weak at my knees and nearly fell off the chair. (laughs) For those who don't know, that was sarcasm out of Raina's voice, but it was actually actually actual adoration out of mine. Actually, no, just what I am excited about is that you can finally remove and and replace USB without having to worry about which way up the plug is pointing. You can't yet. No, but this new one is talking about doing that. Yeah, and you're yeah gonna, but you can't. But it's a oh. it's a proposal. Anyway, look, I think we've started talking about it now. Maybe yeah. we should just go and go and do it. No, no, let's <laughs> let's stick to the run sheet. We try to keep things in an orderly fashion here. Now, while um while I'm thinking about it as well, you can text us in the studio if you want to uh, talk to us. O four two seven joy nine four nine. That's o four two seven five six nine nine four nine is the number to text us on. You can email us on air at joy.org.au. We do like to get emails and texts from you while we're talking because it um, encourages us. Oh, it's great to hear from you. Yeah. Um, And you can also call us if you're um, uh, voice vocally inclined. You can do that. (laughs) Um, You could ask maybe your friendly um, phone assistant to convert your voice into text or you can... (laughs) Ask a Joy volunteer to do the same thing. No, we, we, we would like the voice-to-text conversion, please. That would be much more fun. <laughs> it's not if it's on my Android Wear watch. But there is Actually, num- it is fun. There is, a, there is a number you can talk to us here at Joy <laughs> on one three hundred joy 949 That's one three hundred five six nine nine four nine. Yes. Hmm. First up, internet oppression. <gasps> Oh. It's, it's, it's happening. It's, it's continuing. Mm. It's continuing in Russia. So public Wi-Fi users in Russia are now um, being requested or required, in fact. <laughs> requested in the uh, 
<laughs> the, re- requested, no, strongly requested. Can you do your Russian accent, please, <laughs> oh, Jason? This is, this is very, ni- very nice internet. It would be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's not mandatory if you don't want to use the internet. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. But if you do want to use the internet, then papers, please. Well, basically, if you want to use any sort of open Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. then you have to identify yourself with... Your full name. Full name. And your passport or your driver's license Yeah, some sort of user ID number, yeah. But the good thing is, or the bad thing, is that the person that's offering the hotspot has to keep that information for six months. Six months? Wow. That's that's an actual data retention policy that is is stipulated as opposed to fumbled. the hardware identifier of the device that is connecting onto the network. So I assume something like the MAC address. So... Uh, so uh, I'm interested in the, the language that says that an open Wi-Fi hotspot, if you run an open one. So if you password protect your Wi-Fi hotspot, is that okay now? Cause, well, yes. You know, if you just give people the password. Well, cool. there is some confusion because they talk about public hotspots, but part of the confusion is that there's an interpretation that says only hotspots available um, made available by the postal service, whereas huh. other people are saying, no, it's any sort of hotspot, like you go to a local cafe and you can use jump on the Wi-Fi there, then you've got to do it. It's an interesting collision of, of ideologies, isn't it, when um, uh, you, you have essentially what would be um, a background of uh, socialist attitudes, i.e. providing the, the internet for all yeah. through a postal service offering Wi-Fi to then actually we control everything as well, which I guess is two sides of socialism, really. I suppose, yeah. think about it. Mm. Um, yeah, I wonder if that's... Um, uh, a, a bit, I don't know. It, it, so, I, I'm not going to visit Russia anytime soon. Let's put it that way. So, what about the Ukraine? Oh yes, uh, they're restricting internet freedom uh, uh, by what are they doing? Uh, allowing Just authorities to block things. websites. Mm-hmm. Well, not only websites, uh, TV, radio, and the internet can be restricted or blocked without the need for a court order. Really? Yeah. So Basis- just, uh, click a button, yep. they're done. Oh, Government. This is a nice yeah. TV station. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Now, it's mm-hmm. not law yet, but it's been fast-tracked through Parliament and it's mm. expected to go through very soon. It's been fast-tracked. It's like our TV series coming from the States. <laughs> yes. We've right. fast-tracked it so that you can get your legislation passed in just five hours after it was coming out of the US. You can bit-torrent the legislation. <laughs> now, it's, it's worthwhile knowing, of course, that there's a lot of civil unrest going on there as well. Mm. So this is pretty bad in that it's, uh, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of amazing stories that could come out mm. of uh, of the Ukraine about things that are happening and, and we may never know what they are. And That's um, right. The uh, Reporters Without Borders uh, chief called Jan Beer, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, says that it's actually pretty uh, pretty upsetting. Mm. I think it is. Yeah. It's it's really concerning when, they, uh, when such a, a situation is happening in a, in a jurisdiction and they're actually removing rights as a result, which yep. is essentially what's happening. Yep. This is Technogaze here on Joy 94.9, where we're covering some of the latest in technology, gadgets, and consumer electronics. We'll be back with more in a few moments. Um, Telstra. Right. They have made the news this week, and I thought it was actually quite, uh, quite a, uh, a big story myself $270 million was spent by Telstra to buy a US based video platform mm. yes called Uyala Uyala uh, uh, and yeah. I, I should say that's US 
270, which actually translates to about 291. Telstra is so, like, they're they're just not really playing by Australian rules anymore. They're not even going to issue Australian dollars in their press releases now. (laughs) It's like, yeah, see you suckers, we're in the US now. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, right? So it's it's really, like, from my recollection anyway, it's one of the biggest um, tech buys from an Australian company to a US company, would you say? I, it's, it does, I mean, we've been thinking about this, so we've been trying to think of you know, any other examples. I think the only, uh, the only other examples we could come up with was uh, Atlassian acquiring right. a, few, a few products uh, like Bitbucket and things like that. Atlassian's a fairly, fairly big uh, player in the IT scene in Sydney. Mm. Um, I, I've got a lot of friends who've either, either worked for Atlassian or will work for Atlassian or are, are currently working for Atlassian. It's like, it's one, it's like a, a clearing house for Sydney's IT community. But you know as well that Atlassian uh, was talking about, and I can't remember if they actually did do it or not, but they were planning to move I think they moved their corporate structure to either to the US or some other country because what? it um, was better. But I think the, Wasn't the main work was still happening over here. Uh, internet censorship laws that were happening a couple of years ago. I think, they, I, I think they were saying that if, if that came in, then they would uproot and move. I heard it was sorry also towards um, the fact that in Australia, in terms of startups and being taxed and being you know mm. given incentives and shares and stuff, that it wasn't as lucrative for people as it was in the US. Yeah, and I heard that there is a little bit of uh, concern about our labour laws not being quite as permissive for the boss mm. as maybe they are in the US, which I don't think is really cool, right. to be honest. Um, it, but back on Telstra, though, I mean, this, this oh, yeah. um, move to, right. to buy... It's a, so it's a video platform. So I, I actually uh, used service. to work for a competitor and we were kind of worried when Uyala started making uh, moves into the Australian market. Mm. And they, it seems like they were helped along the way with that because Telstra actually already owned 23% of the company. So apparently they liked the milk so much that they bought the cow. <laughs> <laughs> I love the analogy. Um, and, and, and so that, that puts Telstra in a very interesting position because they've, they have divested themselves of Foxtel now. So mm. perhaps they're looking at other ways to, um, uh, to push media out to their users other than through a Foxtel service. Yeah, and they, they're sort of picking up some good uh, clients as well. So um, at the moment, Oyla's uh, clients include Arsenal Football Club. Right. Um, Dell. So, not that I go onto the Dell website an awful lot to watch video, but I guess I guess they have some. But uh, Fairfax Media. So, if you jump on the ah. Age or the Sydney Morning Herald websites and you watch any of their videos, that's coming off of there. They've got that Age TV offering there as yeah. well, where they yep. sort of offer TV shows and things. Telstra, of course, also has its T Box offering, which streams yes. things. Now, that's kind of the, that's the kind of thing that Uyala would be perfect at supplying the uh, supplying the you know the bandwidth and the video smarts for and the as well. and the relationships with the clients as well. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. so. Telstra have you know bought into other companies before, and you know, and uh, as well as divesting themselves of Foxtel, I think they've divested out of their Hong Kong telco investment. Have they? I, yeah, I read something I, about that the I, other day. I thought that they actually still. I thought that they still. May, maybe they've actually just given them the rights to use the name in Hong Kong. I thought there was definitely still a Telstra presence in Hong Kong. Yeah, mm. not sure, but yeah. So uh, um, it is actually kind of surprising as you travel around the world, seeing where the name Telstra, Telstra actually pops up. Pops up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but I'm wondering, is this the first time do you think that Telstra have bought a company like this outright, rather than just taking an interest in it? I think it's probably one of the largest case. I mean, it's, right. like we were saying, it's the largest case that we can really think of in Australian technology. So it's probably the largest one that Telstra's uh, mm. Telstra's taken part in as well. They're probably they were, a, a they were looking at buying out a couple of uh, ISPs and things, but that's. Not really the same thing, I guess. I suspect they'd have the same, uh, have some sort of regulatory yeah. um, <laughs> oversight issues to concern themselves with. What the ACCC and 
yes. TIO front. <laughs> yeah. They were all over it. They're they're in a good position though, and um, I mean they've they've done very well in terms of their their share price uh, over the past five years, and and they definitely them their dominance in the market has has kind of um, stayed at where where it has been for quite some time. So it's not surprising that they are looking overseas. Mm. They're also talking about like in business terms, you know, talking about a share buyback, which is you know yeah. pretty. Like it's it's sort of saying they're in a very good position just to, to hand cash for back to their their, mm-hmm. their shareholders. So hey, here's another big Aussie business, mm-hmm. JB Hi-Fi. Oh yes, they've been complaining about their or the the at least analysts have been complaining about their share price mm-hmm. dipping quite yes. a fair bit over the past year, seven percent in fact. And why is it dipped? <laughs> well, it is the season at the moment for financial results to be uh, to be released, and JB Hi-Fi are, are blaming it squarely on Apple, not BlackBerry. <laughs> no, sorry, oh. Michael. I was going to say they're they're they're, they're blaming it uh, round, shiny, black, rectangly on Apple, <laughs> not, not squarely because no Apple products are square. But no. why is it Apple's fault? What what, is, what has Apple done to target JB? This this is what they're alleging. They're saying that Apple products are too darn good and people aren't rushing out to replace them all the time. So they're hanging on to their iPads longer, or they're passing them on to their kids or whatever. Um, so so people are saying. Oh, so a product that I'm selling isn't selling as well as I predicted and therefore my earnings are down and my share price is down and therefore it's the product's fault? It, it sold just fine before. Mm. Now it's like, but why aren't you buying replacements right now? And it's... um. This this is what some uh, some analysts are suggesting anyway. So um, Liz Knight, who's one of the columnists um, over at Fairfax, had a big story about it, which we we all read with interest. I think. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I've I've actually lost track of when Apple updates iPad hardware. Does it still happen at the start of the year? Or is it the no? End of the year? I, it, I think it's around it's, March, isn't it? Or April? Oh yeah, because we had because it was the iPad Air came out, came out around March and the, yeah. the iPad with Retina. So. Here we are six months later, and they're saying, oh, people aren't buying these products. What uh-huh. are they buying? Well, there is, of the course, the other the possible uh, answer to that is Android tablets. Well, yeah, we, well, I mean, well, we, we know that Android tablets are just, you know, selling, you know, like hotcakes. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, but I, I was actually just thinking about that as I was, I was about to say. I actually don't know what selling hand over fist really means. Oh, well, it's a, it's a, visual, uh, yeah, it's it's a visual thing oh, for, radio, for radio, so it doesn't quite yeah. work. <laughs> um, but, I mean, JB also sell Android tablets, so I don't know if I necessarily buy that as, as the only reason. Um, yeah, the I, other I think thing that's as a well, good point, because it would also show up in their... In their um, share price, wouldn't it? The the other thing as well is that um, people are suggesting that maybe people, uh, they've got their iPads and stuff all sorted out and they're turning their attention to other big ticket items and maybe they're not things that mm. JB Hi-Fi is traditionally very strong on. So um, they've mentioned, for example, um, TVs. Um, and I mean, JB Hi-Fi do obviously sell TVs, but uh, they're talking about enormous TVs and mm. that's actually quite a, quite a mm. well-populated market there. Um, and also, someone else has mentioned the fact that maybe everybody's running out buying the new consoles. Right, maybe so, so the next gen consoles and stuff, and maybe that uh, that the iPad isn't the thing. So but iPad sales apparently iPad are a sale, little bit mushy to begin with. So well, they are, and they, people are saying that the the push of phones towards larger screen sizes is really denting sales of things like the iPad Mini because. Uh, you know, if you've got a phone that's you know five, five and a half inches, why do you need a seven or eight or an eight inch tablet? Right. But, yeah, and Tim Cook recently said, oh, that you know, it's talking about why the iPad sales were slowing down, and it was because oh yeah, we've got a lot of product there in the distribution chain that we're trying to get rid of, hmm. but. This is obviously showing that, yes, there might be a product in the distribution chain, but it's there because there aren't consumers that are wanting to buy it. Mm. Yeah. You know, Christmas is coming real soon. (laughs) 
real soon. I think that uh, JV we'll Hi-Fi will not have a lot to complain about over the next <laughs> six months or so. Do you reckon we might see some uh, super cheap iPads at Christmas time? Oh, gee whiz. Now, um, what else have we got? Oh, there's some new tech. While we're in, on Australian soil, um, apparently Australian scientists have uh, created a water tractor beam. So no, you just should have said a tractor beam. It sounds more <laughs> yeah. Star Trek. They've yeah. created a tractor beam. Yeah, the, the, the march to Star Trek technology is continuing. We are you, the entire world is going to follow into into a Star Trek world. We've, 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 we're starting to get universal translators. Um, we've got like you know medical scanners and stuff. Now yes. it's time for the tractor beam. Right, and but this fact, tractor in fact, beam. People have also started creating transporter beams as well. This, yeah. this tractor beam only walks on works on water though so it's probably a little bit more like Sequest and less like Star Trek I think. Oh, man. Does, that, does that mean we get to have a cool dolphin? Sequest, didn't that sink? The show? Se- sever- several, uh, no, the actual vehicle sank several right. times in the show as well. Yes, it was a submarine, that was the deal. They kept rebuilding it. <laughs> Um, this is a water tractor beam. So what you can do is, if you've got things that are sitting on water, is you can use this uh, use this technology to um, change the the currents and things around to move things around on the water, and uh, that's happening up at ANU in uh, lovely landlocked ACT. So and, and they're looking at it for things like films on water. So if there's an oil spill, yeah. to be able to use the tractor beam to bring all of the oil slick towards one spot and be able to gather it up. This right. is just proof that time travel doesn't exist because otherwise we would have taken it back in time to the, uh, the golf spill. Oh, imagine. <laughs> That's, that reminds me of one of my favourite shows where um, Big Bang Theory, where Sheldon mm-hmm. says something about, oh, yeah, and now we'll see whether there's um, time travel. He pauses for these seconds, looks to his side. No, nope, doesn't exist. Keeps on going. <laughs> Very subtle there. Um, we're uh, talking tech here on Joy 94.9 with Technogaze. Mark, Michael, Jason and Rainer in the studio with you right now. Uh, we'll be back with more in a few moments. Technogaze. This is uh, Joy 94.9. It's Mark here with Technogaze. There's also Rainer. Hi, hi. <laughs> Jason. 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 Struth. That's his uh, Don Burke uh, impression. <laughs> oh, give Peter me a Russell home among Clark. the gum trees. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael yes. pushing buttons. Pushing everyone's buttons today. Yeah, we right. love it when you do that. Um, Uber. Is a, it seems to be a favourite topic of ours, isn't it, Uber? Uber. Well, everyone it's, everyone loves um, a nice ride in a plush black car or whatever. It's a bit of a poster child. For as long the, as it's not going uh, through a tunnel in France. Well, that's right. Oh, uh, too soon. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's it's considered a product or <laughs> an opportunity for uh, for people to use as a disintermediation. Well, that and the, the sharing economy as well. So people are like, "Oh, wow! Now that you know UberX, you can use your car and make a bit of money on the side as a bit of a bit of a fake taxi." Regulations? A faxi. What's that? Regulations? A faximly faxi? No. <laughs> what am I saying? Um, right. We should coin new new terms here on Techno Games. No, I should just coin them. I do them all the time. <laughs> I know. Well, you keep insisting on this disintermediation word that no one else seems to like. Rain, Rain has actually pulled out her phone and is in fact looking up disintermediation. No, no, no. Actually, I was, I was looking to see, see if I still had the. Uber app installed, but I don't. But okay, Uber, if you don't already know what it is, it's a service where you know there are, there are black cars, so VHAs and stuff. It's a, um, it's a car hire service. Yeah, it's a car hire yeah. service, and you can hire regular people, and you sort of pull out the app, and uh, you press a button, and people turn up, and you can pay for it all through the app. Sounds amazing, etc. Except, of course, it runs into a lot of things to do with regulation, with safety, with you know. Stuff like that. So I, I had a concern. I took an UberX ride in Sydney, and the guy nearly had an accident. And I was uh, at that point, I was actually thinking, 
what actually happens to me if I'm in someone's car and he's an UberX and, and he has an accident? Who covers me? Well, that's the thing. So, I mean, if you think about Airbnb as an example, I was thinking to mm. myself one day, oh, I wonder what would happen if, you know, I went on holiday for a month or something and I wanted to Airbnb my room for a little bit of extra cash, right? Well, no, my insurance doesn't cover that. No. And if you are a driver not. of a car, I don't have a car, so I can't have, uh, I can't check on a policy, but I'm pretty sure that your policy doesn't let you, as a personal user of a regular car that is just yours, mm. Um, get away with that sort of thing. That's that's a bit of a Does drama. Uber make any guarantees for the passenger? I have no yeah. idea. There are some, uh, that, yeah, and I think it's developing over time as well. They, they are responding to issues that are coming up right. o- over and over. And this is the, the whole thing of, hey, there might be a reason why regulations exist mm. and have mm. been developed over time in various jurisdictions, <laughs> including our own. I, 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 um, right. I find we, we do, like, the, a lot of us on the internet as a whole, we do tend to take a uh, take a dim view of, like, regulations on industries. And it's like, all this regulation, oh, it's just there to support old businesses because that's what we've sort of been led to believe around the music industry and the film industry. But then right. when you get to things like the automotive industry, they're actually there for a reason. It's not yeah. just protecting someone's Human, old business. Human safety. Yeah, now, speaking, yeah. though, of, of um, you know, how we feel about that sort of thing, well, um, you know, we also, as a general rule, internet people think that it's a little bit uncool to be unfair. Yes. But uh, here's the allegation that's getting around about Uber. Mm-hmm. So Lyft, which is a similar service, except that the cars have pink moustaches on them if you want to go for a nice pink moustache ride. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get the joke? Yeah. We, 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 we got it. No, I know. It's no, just, actually, it's I don't. I know. I know. Do you want to do do, do say pink moustache ride one more time? Okay, so the cars have a moustache on them and you jump yeah. in the car and it's like a little bit cooler and funkier and all the rest of it. So you can use Lyft or you can use Uber or whatever. Uh, the folks over at Lyft are alleging, and they've been alleging this for some time, that people from Uber... I think Mark's Googling moustache ride. Oh, Mark. <laughs> um, you're, it, a, you're in a workplace, Mark. Mark, oh, don't, no. Mark, Mark, Mark oh, can, no. you, can you not Google that on Joy's Wi-Fi, please? <laughs> yeah, you should Everyone probably. not Google that. It's just, not make, a, just, just, just actually make sure that you're uh, logged into an, an incognito window when you do that otherwise or it's going to go into your Google search history. Don't, it's, it's relatively... I'm so glad I'm innocent and I have no idea what you're talking about. No, exactly. But we're talking about fuzzy pink uh, moustaches on the front of, of Lyft cars. Lyft and so Uber, yes. Lyft is alleging that Uber um, business owners, like, you know, in, in various mm. areas and stuff, are actually calling up and then cancelling cars to make the Lyft service look super dodgy by so comparison. dirty mm. tactics. Dirty tactics and also occupying, um, you know, free rides and stuff and then cancelling it at the last minute so that those drivers... <laughs> can't pick up legitimate mm. fares, but of course all the... And that's not even the only thing. I mean, if you read... I don't know if you guys read Pando Daily, um, but they've been doing a lot of coverage of Uber and some of their shonky behaviour and how related it is to uh, some pretty so, shady practices. So they've actually managed to wind up banned in Berlin, haven't they? They have. Yes. Um, so according to the authorities over there in Berlin, um, they've introduced this ban on Uber as a whole. Um and I'm going to quote them here. Protecting passengers takes priority. That's the supervisory or and regulatory body. The Agency for Citizens Affairs and Public Order cannot tolerate that passengers are entrusted to unlicensed drivers or vehicles. Mm. Um, and and yeah, and pointing out that you know when when there is an accident, they are often not insured. Yes. Um, which yeah, it's it's pretty much the the concern you know around around the world. Yeah. They've also been banned in uh, Paris. Oh, have they? Oh, well, so, so they were banned by the uh, tri- Tribunal de Commerce. I'm just uh-huh. going to adopt a little French accent when I do that. And uh, August down. the first, and uh, <laughs> and told to told to change its invoicing system if it wished to continue operating there. 
Um, and of course, there was there was actually a very large uh, a very large protest across Europe from taxi drivers protesting against uh, Uber in June. Right. Yeah. So in Europe, it seems to be. Um and I guess it's not surprising that Europe would be pushing against this type of thing where, you know, the US is perhaps a, a more of a free market, open it up to yeah. everyone type. Um, it's worth knowing that in Western Europe in particular, taxi drivers, not only are they fairly well regulated, but they are fairly well unionised. And when there is something that is a threat to their livelihood, mm. they, of course, will fire up. Right. And that, right. that's the job of a union. Yeah, so. You think about it here in Melbourne, there's not... not there's not really a union of, of taxi drivers. Is it's there? it's really it's and it's it's very precarious work and um, mm. a lot of drivers um, do say sometimes that they don't feel like it is okay for them to protest because they might lose their job. But you might remember a few years ago there were those protests that were happening here around safety yep. where a bunch of drivers just said stuff this and they parked their cars right in the middle of the streets. Mm. Now that's the sort of behaviour that we're actually seeing a lot of in Europe around Uber. So there were there were things like that in London. There are things like that in Paris, etc. Indeed. Well, um, yeah, always um, good to keep in, keep up with what, what Uber are up to. Anyway, uh, we don't keep, like to keeping use up them with as the a, Ubers. <laughs> can we make that? A, can we make that a jingle? <laughs> keeping up with the Ubers. Maybe not. Maybe not with that. <laughs> I was I was channeling uh, Arbid and um, uh, Community. Arbid and. <laughs> Troy and Arbed, thank you very much. <laughs> I was watching it last night. Um, right, diversity. 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 Mm. Apple. I'm going to say diversity again so that we've all said it. Mm. Diversity, diversity. Yeah. yeah, a bit of a four-part harmony. Be oh, my good. God, diversity now. Right. <laughs> um, diversity. So, obviously, a big thing in Silicon Valley lately has been chatting about, um, you know, how various companies have, you know, maybe some more white dudes in leadership roles and a few less uh, people of colour or uh, women or other sorts of minorities um, in various places of leadership or in technology or whatever. Mm. Um, lots of companies have been coming out with that sort of stuff. So I think we talked about Twitter recently being a bit of a bit of a white sausage fest. Yes. But uh, Apple has, has popped its figures out. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they they're do, not that surprising. They do that um, in a, a once a year report, I think. So at least they're focusing on it, mm. um, you know, which it seems to be the, the trend these days in, in Silicon Valley anyway. Around well, it's a good companies. trend, I think, to actually talk about it openly and and get amongst that. I mean, mm. it's something that, you know, I, I work in that sort of industry, obviously, and being a woman in that sort of industry is not the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. And mm. there aren't so many of us in, especially doing technical things, lots of women being, say, project managers or in marketing or whatever, and that's good. Um, and we're just not seeing the same sort of um, sort of representation on the tech side. On the tech side. Yeah. Apple, of course, um, have a bunch of that stuff going on. So they've got retail, they've got, you know, marketing, they've got, you know, legal counsel and all those sorts of things that go along with the company. But obviously technology is, is a big deal there. And mm. I believe their retail uh, presence has really helped their diversity um, rates because there are a reasonable number of uh, women in the retail side. Now, I, I visited a genius bar this week and there was not one female genius. Mm. Right. See, mm. I, I've, I often go to a, a different Apple store that you yep. go to, um, and I think I saw mostly women geniuses, oh, okay. so maybe they're all living west. Could be. Could be. Mm. Oh, well, that's good to hear. But here's a comparison, right? So um, VentureBeat sort of grabbed uh, some of these figures and then started mushing them all together into a bit of a chart, and um, and we're seeing, you know, um, even eBay, which is in... in uh, tech positions in these top tech companies. So you've got Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, etc. eBay is the least uh, 
you know, homogenous mm. with 76% blokes. Yeah. That's still not that great. No. It's, That's it's not that great. Not good to be the, the least uh, uh, men-dominated, male-dominated tech positions. Right. And still be at 76%. Uh, you'd hope that it would get closer to 50 or even less. Mm. Um, but uh, Apple were uh, next in line at 80%. Yeah. So th- we're talking about tech positions, which are the non sort of, you know, um, mm. HR or, or. Sure. I mean, they're still others. important because being represented um, in lots of different ways in all parts of the business are, are super important. Mm. Um, mm. The, uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting that Apple was doing is rather than just sort of doing it in a nice little report and going, there you go, um, they've actually got a whole dedicated part on their website now at apple.com slash diversity. There's a, a personal message from Tim Cook. Um, who, of course, is uh, obviously pretty interested in a lot of those things. Um, Apple themselves do a lot with um, equal rights and so on, and there's a nice video that talks about, um, you know, all the all the different ways that diversity can help the business. So it's, it's a funny so thing that, you know, watch. even the CEO and, and um, chair might be very focused on these issues and yet doesn't actually do anything to improve the numbers, you know. I think, I think in, the, in a long-term sense. Yeah, long-term, I agree. Short-term is probably a bit hard. Yeah. Seeing seeing people in leadership positions take a proper stand on that mm. is not the sort of thing that has you with, you know, 30% ladies next week and 40% ladies next quarter or anything like that. Yep. It is, you know, or, or any other it's sort a, of... It's a long game. Thing. It has to be. It is. It's kids that are growing up now mm. in school going, what do I want to do with my life? Seeing these role models in technology or in sport or in anything on, on you know, in the press, in the media, anywhere. Mm. That that are going to get the most from this always. Exactly, it's sort of the ten, eleven, and twelve year old girls who need to be encouraged to move into science and and you know related technologies. You know something great that happened this week. It's called Go Girl Go for IT, and it's a big sort of because this is about the time of year where um, you know young people are um, thinking about what they want to do with themselves at uni, and you know a lot of year elevens are picking their year twelve subjects or you know finalising that. Year twelves are thinking about what uni they want to apply to and stuff. Mm. And uh, Go Girl was held out at uh, I want to say Monash, but I might be wrong. Um, because I didn't actually get to attend this time, although I did get to go a couple of years ago. Yeah. I saw some amazing photos and there were some great talks and stuff like that. So um, if you ever get an opportunity to, if you are out there and you have daughters or, or you have sons, um, send your kids along to something like that just to see some of the things that are possible. It's amazing. What you said about role models and being visible is very true. And this week in Australia, in fact, there was this um, Wikibomb festivity or... or um, group mm. where um, 144 men and women or women and men got together to um, post Wikipedia entries to, um, I guess, share the role of female scientists yeah. um, amongst Wikipedia because they feel that Wikipedia is underrepresenting females. Right. So that's good. So anybody looking up Wikipedia will see more women there and hopefully get more encouraged to go into um, science-related fields. I think it's pretty amazing. Um, Wikipedia generally, I'm not, I'm not super across what their diversity sort of figures are. But I know that um, in, in a very general sense, it is still quite, you know, bloke-heavy when you're mm. thinking about that sort of style of, of, of website. So when, when you say Wikipedia, do you, do you mean the Wikimedia Foundation or Wikipedia itself? I mean, Wikipedia editors. So, editors, you know, oh, your right. common or garden um, person who, who rocks around. and yeah. um, but they're all volunteers anyway, aren't they? Well, they are. But, I mean, when you say volunteers, you're also remembering that people only volunteer when they feel welcome to do so. Mm. And yeah. if you see something that is very bloke-heavy and doesn't really represent what you're doing, maybe you're not going to feel like you want to be part of it. And it mm. might continue to attract the same type of people. 
rather than trying to attract a broader you know, yeah. group of people to volunteer to edit. Hey, I just had a tiny Google. Get this. 90% of Wikipedia's editors are male, according to a story in The Atlantic. Wow. 90%. Mm. How wow. many of them are bots? <laughs> does, does a bot have a, a agenda? agenda? It, it, might, it might have an agenda. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're listening to Techno Gaze with the very bad puns, the wordplay. The word Te- techno pun gaze. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, we, we'll, we'll be back with more very bad puns after <laughs> That's this. guaranteed. Techno gaze. Joy.org.au is the website to go to if you want to check out all of Joy's podcasts. Mm. So many podcasts. There's so much diversity. Including our own. Including, yes. pictures and news and stuff about competitions and all the information that you could possibly want to know about our lovely station. Some updates about the music that we that we put into the playlists every week. Yeah, especially daytime. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a great resource if you want to just uh, keep up with what's going on here at the station. Now, uh, we were talking about Apple and their diversity before. Uh, another part of Apple that's come up this week is around um, big tech companies conspiring against salary competition. This has right. been a thing for a couple of years now, hasn't mm. it? There's, yes. There's been an ongoing sort of uh, background story on this. Um, Actually, Pando call it tectopus. What? <laughs> tectopus, as in octopus, but it's tect... Yeah, I know. I thought I'd come up with that. Wow. Yeah, that does sound yeah, like a Jason does. thing, doesn't it? It does. So this I, is the cartel? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's where um, the companies, uh, the big companies like Google, the likes of Google, Apple... Um, I don't know if Microsoft was listed in, in there, but a whole bunch of them. Um, but Apple and Google were the main ones. Um, were essentially accused of they, stopping they, people from going yep. from one company to the other. Yeah, so they, they, as they wouldn't hire from each other, as the, or they wouldn't headhunt from each other, which I think that has probably gone by the wayside these days because you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, concern about people going back and forth. Um, there, there's been a couple of people who've left IBM and gone places and sort of ended up with uh, you know, no-compete clauses being enforced on them, things like that. Yeah, I, I think that um, perhaps the fact that this has been shed, <laughs> there's some light being shed mm. on this is, is so, got something to do with it. But there, there was a uh, before a US court, there was a, a judge was asked to sign off on a three hundred and fifty million dollars settlement. Yeah, and mm. she was like, "Hell no." Yeah, um, we're going to knock that down, and that means that it might actually be a full trial now. So apparently, there's been substantial and compelling evidence. Uh, that in fact the the late Apple co-founder Steve Jobs was a um, if not the central figure in the alleged conspiracy. I so I read this and mm. I thought, sure, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just, just take, take a shot at the dude who can't defend himself. <laughs> it's like right. you know, oh, you know, everyone can get together in their little shady back room and just go, who can we blame for this? It's blame Steve, <laughs> right? But do remember, it's not it's not just Apple involved in it. Pixar is actually named as well, and there he was with a hand in both, uh, both sure. pots. Yeah, and the flip side. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, no. But the flip side is also the message saying that you know, if you do this type of thing that is wrong, then you're going to pay the price if even if you're around or not around. Well, that's the thing. It's about yeah. it's about Apple. It's not about Steve Jobs, the person. It is about Apple's. Exactly. Yeah. And there may well be evidence to show that this is like there's been evidence around emails being sent from Steve Jobs to Eric Schmidt and so forth saying, oh, um, you know, that mm. makes me very happy when in response to a to a, um, a statement said around, you know, make sure that this person doesn't 
jump ship to that company. And let's, let's be clear, it's not just about, you know, a bit of a gentleman's agreement to say, oh, I'm not going to pinch this highfalutin executive from your company because it's the right thing to do and a good business thing. Mm. It actually has the effect of driving down wages and it's not mm. just high-class executives. Yep. It is, you know, right down to engineer level. That's right. This story actually does come up with the words salary competition. Um, right. Put it, well, put up into it, in, in, into it. depending on what thing. source you read, they also write wage theft. It is that mm. bad. This <laughs> is it's, it's sounding like the uh, the copyright is theft, copyright is stealing uh, argument. It's competition or wage theft. Yeah, right. It's we, yeah. I don't know. Like artificially doing things to to drive down, co- like artificially doing things to build up competition is no different to you know people from Uber calling up and faking calls to Lyft to make them look bad. Mm. All right. Yeah. Mm. Artificially limiting somebody's options about where they can. Be employed and doing especially it. when they don't even know that it's happening as well it's, yes. it was a surprise to everyone when this came out very shady mm. very shady behavior uh, one part of me though does does think well you know most tech engineers in silicon valley are probably paid quite handsomely i don't know if regardless. that's true anymore well that's the thing a yeah. lot of a lot of executives are let's be real silicon valley is a bit of a, a ridiculous bubble but again we're talking about right down to the engineering level hmm. so we're talking about developers like you or me or whatever hmm. and and if this agreement extended across the whole of the corporation you know these companies have got presences in more than just silicon valley Right, you know, they're all over the United States, all over the world. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and they're not—they're not necessarily going to be paid the same as they would be yeah. if they were situated in California. Yep. Right. Well, time to to take a take a break from the the rantiness. No oh, big business. <laughs> big business sucks. Um, on to new technology. And USB. Now, what if if you oh, could have one, talk about USB? Your, 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 yeah, sorry. if you could have one feature of the USB spec changed, what would it be? Raina, your hand is up. My my request would be to be removing USB safely without having to press the stupid button. <laughs> Life is too short to remove USB safely. Uh, no, no, so can I just point out? But the other one, certain file system types on USB, you don't have to actually unmount it, but the Mac doesn't care. And right, so every it just time, has a sook. yeah, every time, every time you remove the USB disk, the Mac comes up with its little and the uh, one uh, thing uh, prompt. That, that error message is the most prominent, like big red stop. Yeah, I've button. never seen any other big red stop button on a Mac. Before. On a Mac before, yeah. it's like it's really telling me that I'm doing something like really, really wrong. Yeah. I really love you. seeing a stop sign after you've done the thing that you're supposed to stop doing. <laughs> stop in well. the name of USB <laughs> <laughs> before you break my USB. Okay, but second thing, you know, when you go to plug in a USB cable, right, and you put it in one way and it doesn't work, so you turn it over and you put it in the other way and it doesn't work. So you put it in the third way. <laughs> and then you find out that you actually had it right in the first place. Exactly. Uh-huh. But this is it. This is, yeah, this is it. So the, the new USB spec, it does have reversible plugs finally because who who thought that this wasn't a good idea in the first place? Like we've had, how long has USB been around for now? It's like, it's nearing 20 years, right? Yeah. How many iterations of connectors do we have? Uh, there's been like four or five generations of them. Uh, so I plugged in a scanner at home the other night and I, I looked at the back and I'm like, oh my God, it's got one of those big square USB plugs. Do we Oh, the printer port ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Um, and so so you've got those ones and you've got the, the sort of the... the, the um, the micro USB got ones. The micros and the minis. Yeah. And so they're all is, pretty compatible with each other, aren't they? Well, so they can generally, well, except for the, the, the ones that are physically incompatible. Like, um, yeah. So micro USB plugs, it doesn't matter which generation of plug you have, you'll always be able to plug it into something. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to change now with this with this new standard. But it's kind of a change for the better anyway. So you get, you get not, to replace all the USB plugs in your house with a new standard. 
yeah, oh, and, it's, and it's not just the shape of the plug, honestly. Like we we do talk a lot about that. But. It also supports uh, better charging through the USB interface. So yeah. um, I um, think p- power's enough to power a laptop. And a hundred watts is is what they're supposed to uh, <laughs> I want can to have be able my to little support. space heater being run off that. Yeah, we wouldn't actually need power. Can we actually run Joy off a USB port with that? <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> <laughs> the transmitter is a little bit higher powered than than uh, so, so so we get two one USB of those, ports. Yeah, one of those one of those double <laughs> cables that you used to get with hard drives. <laughs> the white cable. Yeah, the, you know the, the double one. That you plug it into the port. Oh, it's not giving me enough power. I'll plug it into another port. <laughs> so so the new USB spec is going to be reversible because that sounds a lot like a certain lightning connector that Apple started using a couple of years ago. That was one of its big things. It's a reversible connector. It doesn't matter if you're plugging it in in the dark. Hey, how about a round connector so that way you don't have to orient it you just plug it in yeah Aww. like yeah. coax cable or something yeah something like that yeah <laughs> I, i'd suspect that that would be limited in the number of pins no but you know you know why they won't do a round connector why is that? if you look on the side of your mac that's in front of you on the desk at the moment it's you'll find enough. that the largest port on the side of your mac if you look at the side that i'm looking at uh is the usb port so the new usb port is actually smaller mm. which means that they can actually make lower profile computers nice. as well nice mm. Mm. Yay for Apple's aesthetic and, and the other companies that look at aesthetics, I guess. Now, the question is, when Oops. is the EU going to allow everyone to come out with uh, mobile phones with the new connector? Because right now, the EU say you can only sell a mobile phone with the micro-connectors. Uh, I believe it's just that it must have uh, a compatible or non-proprietary adapter or something. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I don't know what that means for iPhones, then. Well, so they've been selling iPhones with adapters to handle this in Europe for the last couple of years. Is that why a person I saw on the train had an adapter mm-hmm. on their... Does it, it so does the, 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 does the iPhone have the USB style connector or is it the no 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 lightning? it it has a lightning connector and they just have an they sell they put an adapter in the box with it really actually yeah you know, I'm not mm. even sure that they even put the adapter in the box I think they just make the adapter available for sale and that's good enough right they did get an exemption to to get around this but I, I also just want to point out while we're talking about USB plugs micro USB three that is on the uh, is on some of the Samsung products this year it's the worst plug ever <laughs> it's like two micro USB ports side by side and it's an ugly connector and it's just it's wide and it's terrible bring on the new usb connector thank you i'm done oh my goodness <laughs> ranty pants out uh-huh can you believe i got ranty pants on over on a usb, USB plug, plug. Uh-huh. yes i can yeah i believe you can yeah <laughs> uh last but not least we we like to keep an eye on windows xp and its proliferation across the um across the market and uh new figures have come out around uh it's 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 still around, isn't it? It is still it around, die. unfortunately. But every week I see someone going, oh my God, my computer runs Windows XP. I used a computer at home that had Windows XP on it this week. Mm. It was wow. I, it was like terrible. I had to do some instruction at, at, uh, at work this week in a, in a teaching lab that still had a uh, Windows XP well, they're, machine. They're, they're teaching the... well, aren't they? <laughs> this is how... This is, no, no, we're, no. We're, all... we're teaching you to upgrade your operating system, not... All the student computers had Windows 7. Ah. Who ha- so what, the teachers had, seven, had Only the XP. teacher had XP. So and apparently uh, only 25% of us now. Yes. Not, 20... not teaching staff, I mean in general. In general. Which 25% so of you? Across the population, 25% is, is where the numbers have gone to. Thank you. <laughs> um, Windows 8 is at 12.5%. And how long has Windows 8 been out now? Ages. Who cares? Quite a long time. It's Windows 8. Windows 7 is at 51%. Yeah. Yeah, Windows 7. I like Windows 7. I think there's, yeah, it seems to be the, the iOS of choice now. With, yeah. You know, can can what, you bring with the chair start? back up, Michael? <laughs> 
for Windows 7. Thanks. <laughs> the, sh- the, the figure that amazes me is Vista, 3%. Which that is still... That, that doesn't amaze me. I'm twice, surprised they sold that many. But oh, still yes. twice as many as Linux. True. <laughs> on the desktop, I guess. Oh. oh. Will it ever be your year? <laughs> no, every year is the year of Linux on the desktop. Oh, it's finally going to happen. You're Stop. trying to make Fetch happen. You're listening to TechnoGaze here on Joy 94.9. We're coming to the end of the show. It's four minutes to one. We'll be back with a wrap-up of the show in a few moments. Techno Joy 94.9. TechnoGaze here on Joy 94.9, where it's coming to the end of our weekly hour of tech nerdery. Mm. Let's talk quickly then. <laughs> Now, if you are a monkey right, and you happen to take someone's camera <laughs> and you happen to take mm-hmm. a photo of that camera, which is a very, ex- <laughs> very funny... Is, they, they are really is, good photos. It's it, a famous couple of photos. It's, so it's, we're talking about um, a selfie, in fact. The, poor, the, the, the monkey was smart. The monkey selfie, the milky. Figure out how to hold that camera up and click the button and... He's got this massive grin on his face. Now, who owns the copyright to it's, that it's photo? Actually, it's according actually to Wikipedia. A lady. It's actually it's, a lady monkey. Well, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> the, that lady monkey owns the copyright to the photo. And, uh, that's and right. they can't remove it until they get an order from that person to... Oh, how can a monkey, monkey own copyright? But that's, this is the thing. So this Have is actually... Have you seen Microsoft's patents? <laughs> this is actually how it works in Australia, though. Like, unless you're actually commissioned to do some work, if you in Australia have a camera in your hand and you take a photo, you are the owner of the copyright, even if it's not your camera. So if, so if a rock falls onto the camera shutter button and takes a photo, the, the rock owns the photo? <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> 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 I don't know, but I think I think these are pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing pictures. You should look them up on Wikimedia. We mm. might tweet a link to that. I think. Yes, that's all we have time for today. If you missed any part of the show, or perhaps you would like to peruse previous episodes, you can do so by text uh, <laughs> texting. No, you browse to <laughs> joy.org.au/slash/techno. Do we have our WAP portal up? No, we do not. <laughs> coming up is uh, Cravings with Pete Dillon. Thank you, Jason, for coming in. Thank you, Rainer, as well. Welcome. Always. Thank you, Michael, for Thank the you. pushing buttons. Catch you next week. Techno Gaze on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation. Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.